0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, May 24th. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Ag workers lose out on PPE stockpile. Neonics and recycling bills dropped. Lawmakers reject a PPE stockpile for ag workers. While a number of bills failed to pass appropriations committees last week, many others took amendments that diluted the impact of the measures. Among those was legislation to establish a stockpile of N-95 respirators dedicated for ag workers to protect against smoke during wildfires. The amendment strike out the creation of a new stockpile and instead grant ag workers access to the state's existing stockpile. The committee also added a provision that a farm worker labor organization would serve on the state's PPE Advisory Committee. When the state handed out masks in 2020, labor groups as well as ag organizations picked up the supplies at county ag commissioner offices to distribute to workers. Keep in mind, the governor's May budget revise includes an additional $400 million for COVID-19 activities, including PPE purchases. The California Climate and Agriculture Network criticized the budget for not including direct purchases of PPE for farm workers. Bills on neonics and single-use packaging left at the curbside. In the commotion of racing through thousands of bills this year, some measures were quietly sidelined without a committee hearing. One of those was a bill pitching a ban on seeds treated with neonicotinoid class of pesticides. It attempted to continue the momentum created by environmental groups last year and a petition to the Department of Pesticide Regulation on restricting the seeds, which the department later rejected. Senator Ben Allen of Santa Monica parked a recycling bill before the Senate Appropriations Committee could vote on the measure. Senate Bill 54, which did pass the first committee, would have required all single-use plastic packaging to be compostable or recyclable and would have banned sales for all other types of plastic by 2023. The bill revived a similar two-year effort with more ambitious goals, which failed on the last day of session in 2020. Infrastructure Talks further apart after white house offer the congressional memorial day break is drawing close with little sign of progress in negotiations over a massive infrastructure package the white house offered a counter proposal on friday but republicans quickly rejected the offer Shelley Moore Capito, the ranking member of the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee, said in a statement that the two sides, quote, seemed further apart after two meetings with White House staff than they were after one meeting with President Joe Biden. The $1.7 trillion White House proposal reduced proposed spending on roads, bridges, and broadband to the levels suggested by Republicans. Broadband funding was reduced to $65 billion from the $100 billion originally proposed by the White House. The White House proposal sticks to Biden's original wish list on the issues that Republicans oppose or think are excessive. Biden isn't budging, for example, on spending for electric vehicles. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said the proposal represented an effort to find, quote, common ground capitol said republicans would remain engaged in the talks now take note the association of equipment manufacturers welcomed the white house offer as quote a necessary part of negotiations for more on what's on this week's dc policy agenda read our washington week ahead rice farmers tell usda its acreage forecast is high USDA is predicting farmers will plant 2.7 million acres of rice this year. That's a drop from last year, but it's also higher than what farmers will actually plant. That according to a panel of USA Rice Federation officials that met virtually last week with officials from the USDA's National Ag Statistics Service, Economic Research Service, and World Agriculture Outlook Board. USA Rice members representing farmers in Arkansas, California, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri and Texas explained that they're expecting that, quote, actual plantings for 2021 will be significantly lower than those estimated by the Department of Agriculture in the March prospective plantings with a total projected difference of 15 percent less acreage due to a range of weather issues. The panel members also met with officials from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service to get an update on trade with major importers like Japan and Colombia. FAS, the rice farmer said, informed them the agency is expecting record consumption in 2122, outpacing production for the first time, as well as contraction of global rice stocks. USDA kicks off debt relief program for minority farmers. The Agriculture Department expects to start providing debt relief early next month for minority farmers who hold direct USDA loans. On Friday, the Department's Farm Service Agency released the first notice of funding availability announcing loan payments for eligible borrowers with qualifying direct farm loans. The notice will be published in the Federal Register early next week. A subsequent notice addressing guaranteed loan balances and direct loans that no longer have collateral and have been previously referred to the Department of Treasury for debt collection for offset will be published within 120 days, the department said. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Lawmakers press USTR for action on Canada's dairy quotas. U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai recently stressed to her Canadian counterparts the importance of Canada fully meeting its USMCA commitments, including its allocation of dairy tariff rate quotas. But a bipartisan group of lawmakers is pressing Tai to go further and take enforcement action. A core component of this agreement was USMCA's promise of new export opportunities for America's dairy industry and the introduction of fair trade rules to ensure that American-made dairy exports can compete on a more level playing field and reliably access our neighboring trading partners, the lawmaker said in a letter to Ty. Unfortunately, those results have not yet been fully realized. The Trump administration took the first step of requesting consultations over the allegations that Canada's not upholding its dairy TRQ promises. But the Biden administration has not yet taken the next step of requesting a dispute panel. Representatives Ron Kind of Wisconsin, Tom Reed of New York, Antonio Delgado of New York, Glenn Thompson of Pennsylvania, Susan Labine of Washington, Dusty Johnson of South Dakota, Jim Costa of California, and David Maladeo of California, they all signed the letter. Here's today's He Said It. We have taken no position on any of the proposals offered by producers or Congress as we believe any changes to how cattle are marketed or sold in the U.S. should be determined solely by producers. That a spokesman for meat packer, JBS, offering the statement to AgriPulse to describe its thoughts on current efforts to reform cattle markets. The company made news last week when it decided to end its membership in the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, May 24th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. For Agripulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.